Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. This is Walter Cronkite. Here's a question. Is Sputnik actually a Russian word? And here's the answer. It is a Russian word, literally meaning traveling with a traveler. The traveler is the Earth. The object traveling with it is the satellite, a Sputnik. Now try to answer your questions on many subjects of popular interest. Send them to Answer, Please, CBS Radio, New York 22, New York. And hear the answers every weekday evening over most of these stations. Wait a minute, dear. I haven't got my gloves. Look in your purse. No, they're not here. I must have dropped them by the table. Now, look, before I trot back in there, look in your coat pocket, huh? No, dear, I know that I don't have... Oh, <laughs> here uh, they are. Here they are. Here you they are. and your gloves. We never go anywhere, but what, you well, lose your I gloves? Well, I couldn't or find them, dear. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I check my coat. I gotta find the check stub. Sorry about that dinner. Oh, that's all right, No, dear. it isn't all right. When I take you out to eat, I like the dinner to be nice. Well, I really do think when they charge that much, you ought to get better food and better service. Yeah. Makes you feel like complaining to the manager, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, but you never do. Maybe if people complained once in a while, you yeah, know. I know, but who wants to make a scene in public? Where the heck is that check stub for my coat? Well, look in your inside pocket. That waiter gave us no service at all. And he hangs around and glares at you, so you'll give him a big tip. Yeah, yeah, and I did. <laughs> I'll say you did. Trouble is, if you ever do get up the courage to really complain, no matter how justified you are, it always winds up with you feeling and looking like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, I know, I know. I guess it's just bad manners to call attention to yourself. I know. <laughs> well, I cannot find the check stub for my coat. This always happens. I check my coat, I put the stub in my pocket, I eat dinner, and it's gone. <laughs> well, go get your coat. Tell her which one it is. I'll wait over here, dear. I want to powder my nose. Yeah. Uh, oh, hello. Say, I'm terribly sorry. I checked my coat. Now I've lost the check stub. <laughs> it's vanished. <laughs> I'm very sorry, sir, but we have to have the stub. Uh, well, I just told you I can't find it. I... <laughs> Just looked in all my pockets. Perhaps if you look again, sir. I just looked. No, it's not in here. Perhaps you put it in your wallet. Oh, no, no, I never put it in my wallet. Well, I'll look, but I know I... Sorry, sir. The management insists that we have the check stubs. It's the rule. No, it's not in my wallet. Now, look here. I I know my own coat, and if I could just take a look in the check room here, I'm 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 sure... I'm sorry, sir. It's the rule of the management. No one is allowed in the check room. (laughs) Now, I'm sure if you'll just look again... I have looked. I tell you, I don't have it. What what seems to be the matter, dear? It's the rule of the management that I have to have my check stub before they allow me to put on my own coat. All right, all right, all right. Now, don't get excited. Well, I... Look in your pockets again, or ask the waiter. Maybe it fell out by the table. Golly, this is the eighth wonder of the world. What happens to a check stub after you've checked your coat? Well, don't get excited. Now let's go through your pockets again systematically, dear. Zizzle. That's what Webster's Unabridged Dictionary calls the last word, but we have a better one for you here on CBS Radio. 
a delightful program that comes along every Tuesday evening over most of these stations. On that last word, you might learn that zizzle meant a hissing or sputtering sound. But Dr. Bergen Evans, John Mason Brown, and whatever guests are on hand would hardly leave it at that. For along with settling all sorts of questions about the English language as she has spoke, these wise and witty characters have a fine flair for unexpected detours and sidelights. Get in on the last word this Tuesday, when Gary Moore and Lael Tucker will join Dr. Evans and Mr. Brown for another light-hearted literate session. Listen each Tuesday evening over most of these stations to The Last Word. Well, I don't have the check stuff, that's all. I just don't have it. I'm very sorry, sir, but it is the rule of the management. Uh, yes, I know. You said that. Perhaps if you talk to the manager, sir. I don't want to talk to the manager. I just want to get my coat. Darling, you checked your coat. Now, you put the stub in your pocket. Now, it can't have just disappeared. We didn't eat it. I'm not so sure. I think that's what we had for dinner. Check stub with sauce bernays. Tasted like it. <laughs> Dear, the girl stand. Well, I don't care. I'm getting just a little annoyed around here. Bad food, no service. Charge you a fortune. Now I can't get my own coat. Well, this really is ridiculous, miss. I'm sorry, madam, but the only way we can protect our patrons' coats is by making sure they present the correct stubs. Yes, yes. Well, she is right, dear, I suppose. Look, I've had enough of this nonsense. I have no wish to make a scene, but I want my coat. Now, look, it is a brown tweed top coat. There is a label in it that says Lawler Brothers. There is a tan scarf in the pocket and a pair of brown leather gloves. The coat has brown leather buttons. One is missing. Oh, honey, didn't I sew that on Never yet? mind that. Now, now, look for my coat, please. I wish when a button comes off, you'd give it to me, dear, and then I can put May it back. May I have it. my coat, please? Well, excuse me, sir, but I don't have any brown tweed coat here. What? No, sir. I... No, sir, there's certainly no brown tweed coat here. I wore a brown tweed coat in here tonight, and I checked it. But it isn't here. Dear, you really aren't allowed in the check room, sir. It, it, it isn't here. It must my be, coat, my, It isn't. My coat's not here. It's not here. Now, look again. Maybe it's under another one in there. Call the manager. Call the manager. Well, sir, now I have your name and address, and we will certainly get in touch with you just as soon as the coat is located. Soon as the coat is located? What am I supposed to do? This is January. Go home without a coat? Uh, Miss Edwards, would you please look carefully through the check room again? But I Mr. Conroy, there's no brown tweed coat. She gave it to somebody by mistake. I hardly see how that could happen, sir. Do you, Miss Edwards? Oh, Mr. Conroy, no, I don't, but there was a large party of gentlemen and they'd been drinking. Miss Edwards. Uh, uh, <coughs> what I mean is, you know how men are when they're on a convention, sir, and they were lively and things were sort of confused for a bit while I was getting their coats on. Well, well, I'm sure that in the morning some gentleman will no doubt discover he has the wrong coat. It seems to me, if I may say so. It that makes things very difficult, sir, when our patrons are careless with their check stub. Doesn't seem to matter whether I have my check stub or not, since you don't have my coat. It seems to me... Perhaps, sir, we should step into my office. I do not intend to step into your office. Dear, dear, there's people coming. They are looking at I don't care. I don't Please. care. All right, so I lost my check stub. Granted, that doesn't excuse you for handing my coat over to somebody else. Sir, my office is just a few feet away. And That's very don't... interesting, I'm sure, but I'm standing right here. Sir, dear. I can't tell you how extremely sorry we now, I want to tell you have... something, and I'm not the kind of person who ordinarily complains or makes scenes, but I want to tell you that my wife and I had probably one of the worst dinners that we have ever had in our lives. We have never had any complaints before, sir. You are getting one right now, and when I pay $4 and then at 85 cents for a steak, I don't expect it to look like a piece of chipped beef. We buy 
the finest quality Texas beef, sir. Well, you should have had it shipped in then instead of making them walk. Yeah, <laughs> my knife bent when I tried to cut it. Honey, people are looking. No dear, service. Honey. We had no service at all. Dear, I dear, ordered. Dear. Please, sir, I, I, my office is just. Come on, dear. Is, is come, we, on, we, come on. We had no butter at all. I ordered rope for dressing on my cell. All right, I'm coming. I got Russian dressing. Stop pulling me, will well, you? Well, dear, I, come I, on in here. Come on in here. Right this way. I ordered a baked potato. A baked potato. I got hash brown. Yeah, come on in here. Dear. I ordered a Napoleon for dessert. You know what he brought me? A piece of layer cake. Yeah. <laughs> there we are, sir. Now we can be more comfortable. Yeah. If you'll just sit down there, sir. I can't tell you how distressed I am to hear about all this. Well, I, I, I tell down, you, dear. Sit all down, sit you down. had to do was to tell your waiter, sir, and I'm sure. Tell my waiter. I couldn't even find him. Every time I stopped one, he said, "Sorry, sir, this is not my table." Oh, we are understaffed, sir. Yeah. It is a most unfortunate situation. Uh, but I ordered a shrimp cocktail, and I got just three little bitty shrimp. One dollar and a half for three little bitty shrimp. I, I mean, three little shrimp, shrimps. No, I think shrimp is pearl already, dear. Without the yes. What? Without the yes. Oh, well, the heck with that. I, well, I, sir, I, I do see no reason for us to get all excited. I, I'm very sorry you did not send your order back. Perhaps if you'd care to go into the dining room now and order something else. Order well, something else? You're crazy. We can't eat another dinner now. Dear. I, well, dear. I'm dreadfully sorry you had such an unfortunate evening. We shall certainly do all we can to locate your uh, tweed coat and hope for the best. Hope for the best? Is, is that all you plan to do about Darling. it? Hope for well, the best? Sir, I dear, hardly dear. see what else we can well, do. Well, I'll tell you exactly what else you can do. Look, I am a businessman in this town, and I am not without influence in the businessmen's club. If this restaurant cares to maintain any kind of an honorable reputation in this town, you would refund our money, is well, what you do. You will learn me an overcoat, lend me an overcoat to get home in, and yeah. you will pay for a taxi to get us there. Well, sir, if that's the way you feel about that it. That is I'm... exactly the way I feel about dear. it. Very well, sir. If you'll wait right here, I'll see what I can do. The couple next door will return in just a moment. Do people judge you by the company you keep? Let Arthur Godfrey and Jack Slattery keep you company and you'll be judged a jolly good fellow indeed. Twice a day on CBS Radio, Arthur Godfrey comes your way with an invitation to fun. The songs, the jokes, and whatever mischief happens to be underway at any given moment on Arthur Godfrey time or our Ford Roadshow starring Arthur Godfrey, are all guaranteed to give your spirits a lift. Work if you must, or take time out for complete relaxation if possible. But don't miss the opportunity to enjoy the good company of Arthur Godfrey twice each weekday. And you'll find good companions waiting for you on CBS Radio's house party, too. Jack Slattery substituting for Art Linkletter. Make sure of that. His guest list is always filled with friendly people you'll want to meet. They all have interesting things to tell you about themselves, they all come to house party to have a good time. Be the life of the party every Monday through Friday. Get in on the goings-on on CBS Radio's house party, and you couldn't be a more welcome guest anywhere. All right, Jeannie, thanks a lot, mm. dear. There. Oh, yes. $2, yeah, $2, two bucks for a babysitter on top of everything else. Boy, what an evening. <sighs> Well, take off the coat they loaned you. Yeah. Rather nice one. I must say he behaved rather decently in the end, refunding our money, sending us home in a taxi. Look, he was scared I'd raise another row in the lobby there. Boy, I really told him off, didn't I? <laughs> you know, you've never done anything like that before, dear. I know, I know, but you can take just so much. Yes, that's true. I, know. I wanted to take you to a nice place, get you a specially nice <laughs> dinner. And... Oh, what sweet of you, darling. Well, look, you work hard all the time getting my meals. Least I can do is see that you have a nice dinner when you go out and... <laughs> Well, I must say it was dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love it. Hang that coat up. Give it here, will you, dear? Yeah. Well, they'd better <laughs> find you. my expensive tweed coats, all I got to say. Boy, I... Oh, I forgot to tell him about the butter. No butter, you know. No butter at all. No, you told him that, dear. I did? Oh, where's the hanger? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get any water, either. Oh, oh, and another thing. Dear. Another thing. I never did get a napkin. Dear. The whole time I was there. Dear, isn't this your tweed coat? Uh, uh, yes. You wore your navy blue overcoat tonight, didn't you? Yes. Oh, honey. I changed coats. I changed coats this morning. Remember, I, yes. I, I, I'd been wearing yes. my tweed That's because right. the weather was mild, and it turned cold this morning, and I, I put on my navy blue overcoat. Well, you better get on the phone. Call the restaurant right away. Call him? I can't. I, I can't tell him after all the fuss I raised. No, 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 no. I, I'll... I'll just return Well, your navy blue coat must be down there. What are you going to do, just let them have it and lose a perfectly good coat? Oh, what have I ever done? And what, dear, is that sticking out of your side pocket? The check stub. The check stub? Didn't you look in that pocket? Twenty times, thirty times, I turned this pocket inside out practically. Now, where did that come from? I, I don't know, dear. I'll look up the number of the restaurant here. All right, all right, all right. I'll call up and apologize. Yes, I, I, I just don't live right, I guess. Now, I, didn't you see me yes. looking in this pocket? <laughs> no, I ask you now. Yes, I, I bet I it's a mystery to me, dear. I saw you looking. Being in two places at once used to be quite a trick reserved for top-ranking wizards and magicians, but nowadays it's no problem at all. This magic lies in network radio. With your radio dial set as it is to your local CBS radio affiliate, you can breeze through all the routine tasks of your day, meanwhile visiting with such delightful personalities as Peter Lind Hayes and Mary Healy in their home in New Rochelle with Arthur Godfrey sometimes in New York or sometimes far afield, and with Jack Benny in Hollywood today and every day, Worldwide news reports, the musical programs from all the world's capitals, the comedy programs from East and West, all come to you on CBS Radio. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch, stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce, with Francis Greet and Dean Carlton, and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Roger Foster inviting you to listen again tomorrow to The Couple Next Door. (laughs) 